This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to an iFanboy special edition podcast, The Incredible Hulk. Welcome to a special edition of the iFanboy podcast. We're here to talk about the movie The Incredible Hulk, which opened up this weekend. I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I'm not Josh. No, you're not. <laughs> Who are you? 
Um, but I can do voices, though. See, I can do these crazy English voices like that, you know? So uh, I'm Paul. I'm a new columnist for iFanboy. <laughs> Look at the rookie coming in with the voices. Josh. So pissed at me. He sent me an email saying, don't do voices. <laughs> nice. good, good, good call. Good call. So. Josh is away, uh, so we had Paul come in. Paul's one of our new writers at ifanboy.com. He's one of our new weekly columnists. You should check his work out. It's great stuff. So he's sitting in. Thank you for joining us, Paul. Yes. And, and, maniacs? <laughs> and if you um, if you head over to ifanboy.com, that's where we talk about comic books. And normally we do our uh, weekly pick of the week audio podcast where we talk about the comics that came out. But whenever a movie comes out, we like to get together and talk about it after we've seen it. Um, and Incredible Hulk uh, opened this weekend. Um, and so, you know, we thought we'd say, hey, we probably should talk about it, you know, because it's based on one of the most popular Marvel characters. Well, not popular, but well-known Marvel characters. Seminal. Yeah, Seminal. Seminal, yeah. Does anybody, actually, does anybody actually like the Hulk? <laughs> I like the Hulk. I don't like him, like, in a book. Yeah. I like him to show up, you know, in a book. <laughs> I think everybody has the potential to like the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's something primal, but let's, let's get to that in a second. Basically, yeah. what we have here is, is, is it Louis Lettier? Is he French? Sounds like it. Yeah, um, his, he's the director of the new film. In 2003, you had it to much fanfare, uh, indie, dar- indie film darling Ang Lee's uh, Hulk, which hit and was very much a mixed bag in terms of critical and box office reception. Most majority of fans, I think it's fair to say, really just comic fans disliked the movie. Yeah. Um, critics were very mixed on it. It didn't do very well box office-wise. It did okay, but not, certainly not, not the numbers they were expecting coming off Spider-Man and X-Men. For what it's uh, worth, for what it's worth, I liked that movie. I thought well, so. Then, so then they've yeah. rebooted. They've rebooted with the series. But I really was a big fan of Hulk. Um, it was all, for a while. It was in my top five superhero movies. I don't know if it still is. I should probably revisit that list. Um, yeah, well, I out. think it's probably all different now. But the, the big problem with that movie, I thought the first two thirds of it were really good. You know, even with the Hulk dogs and things like that. But the the end of the movie is what lost it for me, and it got really weird. And yeah. well, funnily enough, in preparation for the show, I rewatched it. Um, yeah. A couple nights ago, and rewatching on DVD, the ending made perfect sense. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Like I was able to literally follow the fight and what from stage to stage. I don't know why. I mean, it's it's not traditional, but yeah. it's it, it. What happened made sense. Okay. So I don't know if that makes any sense at all. But so now we got the reboot. Um, Louis Lettier, who did the the transporter films, right? He was that guy. Maybe I love the transporter. Yes. Yeah. And um, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, love and Liv Tyler as Betty Betty Ross, and uh, William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky. <laughs> that was basically the cast. Yep. Um, impressions going into the film, I think, were very tentative. I think you know, the, because the, yeah, out of the five mo- out of the five comic book movies that are coming out this summer, this was the one that was flagged as the the one to be worried about. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the, I thought the trailers that were released were terrible. Yeah. Um, I thought they put in a lot of special effects that were apparently unfinished, yep. which is bad for a special effects movie because you don't want that to be the impression that it looks terrible. Um, it and, didn't give much beyond the fact that there was a big big animated Hulk fighting a big animated abomination, and there wasn't much beyond that in the trailers. And I thought uh, from a marketing standpoint, that's a big blunder. Because if you go to ifanboy.com or your forums, you see a lot of people were not – running out to see this movie on opening weekend. They no. were waiting for reaction. They were not convinced that they needed to see it. They weren't. They didn't want to sit through another bad Hulk movie. Yeah. Um, so that was a blunder, I think, on, on Marvel Studios' and, part. And I think that um, – and, and that definitely – I mean I saw I saw it at 10 o'clock – at a 10 o'clock show on a Friday night in San Francisco at, a, at one of the main theaters, and the theater was not full. 
Like there were yeah. empty, there were empty seats everywhere. Um, but also one of the points of concern for me was the fact that Ed Norton, the director, Louis Letelier, whatever, and Marvel Studios were in disagreement about the cut, the final cut, to the point where Ed Norton was so dissatisfied with it, he felt that it should be longer, um, that he refused to do any press in the support of the movie. So right off the bat, that's a huge like red flag. That's like oh, if that if the lead actor isn't supporting the movie, then geez, what are they going to do? You know. Paul, Paul, what were you thinking going in? Uh, a, a lot, a lot of that. I think the the, um, the big thing with the marketing is that they were. I think they were really too concerned to uh, distance it from the previous Hulk film. They were trying to yeah. say, "Oh, this is a big action thing," and it so it just looked like it's a video game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's an all-out slugfest. So, um, but but then going into it, uh, there I, I think in pre in you know recent days, the, uh, there's been some good buzz about it. So I was like, okay, well, let's let's see what it's like and and give it a chance. So, um, yeah, and, the buzz swung wildly from this is going to be terrible when people saw the trailers to going into the when I saw it uh, a couple of days before, people were like, wow, this is better than Iron Man, and I was like, wow, how did that happen? So yeah. didn't know what to expect when it happened. Um, so let's talk about it. When it, uh, Ron and I saw it together, and then I saw it again um, later, a couple of days later, yep. um, and I really was surprised. How much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think that I think that's that, that's I had the same feeling. Was that coming out of it? I thought I, I was engaged. I was on the edge of my seat at times. Um, I don't. I'll go. You know, in terms of the um, the comparison to Iron Man, I don't think it was as. I don't think it was better than Iron Man. I don't even know if it was as good as Iron Man, but it come came very very close. We're all on the same page. Green thumbs up on this one. Awesome. I, yeah, I, it's I just it. it's a fun film. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I think they got a lot of it right. Um, I think what what happened was is that um, so so basically what, what, just to look at the movie like, we'll talk about what we thought was was good and what was bad. Um, what cracked me up was the, the the opening sequence I thought was one of the best opening sequence of the Marvel movies in a while. Um, I can't yeah. tell you how sick I am of the computer animation you know spider webs or going into yeah. jeans and whatever. And when this when the opening um, opening of this started, I thought that's what they're gonna do because we saw like green blood cells and stuff like that. But um, basically the first like four minutes of the movie is this opening sequence recapping a movie that uh, that re- looked like a recapping of a movie that didn't happen like it's yeah. like like this felt like a sequel to me because they showed you they in in snapshots and and quick shots how banner got you know the basically the origin of the hulk and what happened and the conflict between him and general ross and all that kind of stuff and it got that out of the way so this isn't an origin film at all um, no, he's already been the Hulk for, for five, um, years. five years. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's been yes. on the run, and yeah. And so um, I thought that was really well done and elegantly done. Um, the opening sequence has him, uh, has Banner living in Brazil trying to – Which was beautifully shot. Was amazing. Yes. I thought that was one of the highlights of the film. The first third of the movie, the scene in Brazil was just awesome. It was so good. I don't I know think it was beautifully really... shot. It's just the scenery was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I thought I thought the scenery was beautiful, but I also thought the, the 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 sequences and what happened and the action and all that kind of stuff. I thought it was a great way to start the movie. It was just it was great. So, and I think that was a really interesting choice to put it in Brazil. And like you're expecting, like you know, Tibet or something, which yeah. is normally what they do for that kind of thing. He wants to be all Zen and and, and get peaceful and 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 uh, work on his anger management problems yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. But he, but it's funny that he ends up in this super highly populated area, which seems like a really dangerous place for the Hulk to be. Yeah. With all these buildings and all these people around, it's a lot of collateral damage. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and, which is interesting also because if you look at the, the end of the Ang Lee movie, it ended with Eric Banner who played the Banner in like South America, just trying to you know get lost in 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 the world. So like I, I felt as if you know while these are two separate movies, you could 
piece them together if you wanted to. But no, uh, I, I had the same reaction watching yeah. rewatching on, D, on the DVD. It was almost like uh, this: the angry film took place in the credits, and then yeah. it, it, then this was almost a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, clearly, it's not. But it's, you could, if you really wanted to, to make it in your head a sequel, you you could figure yeah. out a way to do it. Yeah, it's that make uh, your own continuity thing that you're always talking about. Yeah, right? totally. You have to, you have to set it up for yourself. Yep, exactly. So, so yeah, so the, so the opening scene, the Brazil scene, was great. Um, I thought um, I thought the way they handled his first transformation to the Hulk, where he's kind of in the shadows, you don't really see him, and you get glimmers and glimpses and stuff like that, was really good. Um, you know, so and- the story is basically is it's the same old thing, which is almost a problem with the Hulk is that he's on the run from the military. They track him down in Brazil. Um, there's a fight with Emil Blonsky, who is the special forces guy, who's played by Tim Roth, and uh, it leads to the Hulk on the run again to or Bruce Banner on the run again to find. The data on his transformation because he's been communicating with mysterious Mr. Blue, which was uh, a plot device straight out of the Bruce Jones uh, first year run on Hulk, which was actually very, very good, uh, where he was anonymously emailing somebody who had codenamed Mr. He was Mr. Green. I think Mr. Blue was in the comic too. But yeah, um, so he's on the run to get his data, then eventually meet up with Mr. Blue and try to find a cure for the Hulk. Basically, it's the same Hulk plot. Yeah, I mean, that, that we, were ta- uh, we were talking about that after we saw it the first time. Was that the problem with the Hulk is that you really only get one kind of movie out of him? You get Hulk on the run from the from the army, you know? trying to find a cure. That's yeah. basically what. You, and then other than that, you have to have him interacting with other. Yeah, characters, like we're, but, ne- we're never going to get Mister Fix It Hulk movie. We're never going to get Pantheon Hulk movie. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty much always just the you know you know leave me alone. And so that's good mm-hmm. though, but that's okay um, because this is well done. So. <laughs> yeah. So then, then maybe a Blonsky event eventually ends up. Oh, we should spoiler warning everything. I guess we didn't yes. do that. Yes. Oh yeah. Spoiler uh, warning. We're gonna spoil it. So. Yeah. Emil Blonsky ends up taking the Hulk serum uh, combination with the Super Soldier serum, and then um, and then it becomes the Abomination. Um, that's basically the plot of the film. Yeah. I thought uh, there was basically three big set pieces. There was the Rio battle. There was the battle in Virginia. And then there was the battle in New York. Yep. Um, and they I really get progressively the, better. Really, because I thought the third was the most. Yep. I Uninteresting. Agree. I agree with you. Interesting. The third okay. was the weakest, I thought. Because okay. you did kind of have the video game feel of two creatures who weren't there and there were no stakes. Um, yep. Like Whereas the first, the Rio battle was, was scary and exciting, took place in the shadows. The second one had the most interesting fight, I thought, with the, with all the different techno- military technology and Blonsky as super soldier. Um, plus you had the, the Betty being in danger and, and you, had a, you had collateral damage. Whereas the Harlem battle was kind of like... It looked really good in parts. It was exciting, but ultimately, it was just kind of like it didn't make a lot of sense at the end. Like I watched it twice, and by the end of the second one, I was like, "There's a lot of plot holes in this set, in this third battle." Yeah, you know, there's no reason. Okay. What happens after Blonsky wakes up? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you know, like they just kind of left left him laying there. He just gets stands up and starts wrecking havoc again because the Hulk is left. There's no they have no way of they have no way of controlling him. So I was kind of like, yeah. well. It was fun the first time. The second time, upon second viewing, I was kind of like, well, this is, there's too many questions for this one. But it was not unexciting. I just liked it the least of the three. It's kind of like – That's uh, interesting. There's, that, a lot of, there's a lot of great fanboy moments in that third one now. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, so well, the whole smash lands. That's really – Well, yeah. Well, here's the deal. There was a lot of, there, there was a lot of um, fanboy kind of nods and, and well, for, if you didn't catch them all, which I hope you did. But there was when he um, – when he's walking through Guatemala after the first transformation of the movie and he's got, his pants are all ripped and he's homeless again. And they played the, the TV theme song music that we love, the piano. The, the, well, that got laughed at both yeah. screenings. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, then when um, – 
when he's on the run and Betty is hel- Betty Ross is helping him and she goes to get clothes and she gets a pair of stretchy purple pants and he kind of he kind of rejects them and that's a bit of a nod to the audience there. Um, and then there was the the during the fight with the abomination he yells Hulk smash. My problem with the Hulk smash though was that I thought the the line the 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 delivery of the line was too delayed. There was too much of a pause between Hulk and smash because because he, he said Hulk. <laughs> Smash! And it was just like, it should be just Hulk smash, you know? But that could be nitpicking. That could be me. Are but, you uh, questioning a Lou Ferrigno line read? Yeah, I am. Uh, Lou, Ferrigno did, uh, Lou Ferrigno had a cameo in it, and he did the... the, the, the he, he spoke as the Hulk. Yes. Yeah. I liked Hulk speaking. Yeah. I like when Hulk speaks. I don't want him to speak too much like in the old Stanley Kirby books, but I, want, I like when he does talk. Um, one thing I noticed p- upon second viewing, which I thought was a really nice touch, was... First time around, I was like, well, something is weird about Edward Norton. Yeah. Something was weird about the way he looks. And I figured it out was he was always wearing really big pants. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Which is a nice touch. He wore really yeah. big pants, and he had them cinched around his waist tightly. Yeah. So that if he were to hulk out, he would have pants on. And I didn't catch that the first time, but the second time, That's a good I noticed he was always walking around, and he had – because you can tell when someone's wearing pants that are too big for them, and they're, yeah. they're just cinched tightly. Yeah. And that was – if you look, that's, he's always wearing pants too big for him. And people are always like, how does Hulk wear pants? Well, that's why, because he's wearing – Pants, and in this version, the Hulk isn't 35 feet tall. It's only about 12 feet tall. So right. if you get huge pants, he's Hulk. Yeah, and, and when he's in Guatemala, he asks for the woman for the stretchy pants. He's like, you know, right. for elastic pants. Um, but the one thing about the fanboy moments I just wanted to finish up mentioning was that um, somebody I saw the movie with, with the other night said um, that – and this is as a comic fan – was that the, the fanboy moments kind of pulled her out of the movie. In that, in that, she it was enjoyable having a good time, but but then when you know, as soon as I heard the the Hulk music or the Purple Pants joke, it's like, oh well, come on, you know. Which I could see, which I think is specific towards people of our of our audience, but you know, people you know like you know Joe Schmo isn't going to notice it at all. But I just thought that was interesting. Where when does it when does it become too much pandering to the core crowd? You know, it was also so. the uh, thunderclap. I love the thunderclap. The thunderclap was awesome when he when putting the, out the fire. Putting out the fire, yeah, yeah totally. Yes. That was great. That was really good. And um, what was even cooler was the um, so the Mister Blue guy who he goes um, to get help from ends up getting you know uh, Blonsky makes him inject him with more super soldier serum to turn him into the abomination and he gets knocked over and cracks his head open and some of Banner's blood drips down into his head and t- onto his head and you see his head start bulging and there is your villain in the next movie, the leader. Yeah. yeah. So um, I thought that was a nicely done, subtly done. You didn't need to know comics to to get that. You know, it's going to be a kind of thing that's going to be referenced either in the next movie or maybe the Avengers movie. Um, now, Paul, did you what did you think of that whole sequence? The the whole thing with Samuel Stearns and the the, the leader stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am not a big fan of that scene. That for me, if there's one big failing in the movie, I hated that scene. Oh, I really? really did not like it because it was it was so totally different. I didn't like that guy. Um, <laughs> I just I, I really didn't like that performance, and I thought you could go two ways with it. It's because he doesn't match up for me with with Ed Norton. Yeah. Um. It's it's just a different tone. It's just funny. It's like they're trying to be funny. Either go really really out there funny. Like I thought I thought like Rain Wilson might be cool as that part. Like go really over the top with it, or just match it up with the rest of the thing because it just well, I think that that didn't work for me. I think the movie needed some funny bits because it was getting. I mean, I like drama, but I think one of the th- complaints people had about the first film, which, and they, they totally went in the opposite direction, was that it was too dour. And the problem, and here you get into the problem comparing Iron Man and Hulk, which I don't, everyone's doing, and I don't really want to be doing that, because why, why do you have to compare them? Why can't they both just be good? Yeah. Is that um, Tony Stark as a character is likable and funny and charming, and you want to be around him all the time. 
Whereas yep. Bruce Banner as a main character is kind of dour and, and quiet and he doesn't it's have the hapless kind of yeah. He doesn't have the charisma that Tony Stark has. So you had to have something where people could could laugh a little bit and sort of release the tension that was going on it's, during the film. You see, and that's a, that's the thing is that like I don't know I don't know if it's because I like Ed Norton a lot or if it's because I like what he was doing with Banner, but like I got the feeling that like he you know, like he's not you're right, he's not the the same kind of charisma, dynamic personality that, that Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. is. But um like the scene when he was uh in the factory in brazil um when he was he's like a handy guy he's like a janitor and yeah. and he's he fix he fixes a piece of equipment for the boss and that that conversation i thought he was very like he was very likable like you no you, no i, I love yeah. norton yeah. I, I, he's yeah. one of my favorite actors and i liked him in this part a lot i thought yeah. he was a perfect yeah bruce banner he he's, he looks like bruce he was banner. smart like when he put the glasses on and they were half on his eyes and you see him working yeah. and you, you like i felt as if he was a genius you know, I felt as if that and he, worked. He even know. ran kind of like a, a nerdy scientist. Like yeah. he, he perfectly encapsulated for me Bruce Banner more than Eric Banner did. But yep. um, still, he's very – he's a sad character. So you don't want to be sad for two hours. Yeah. So eventually, yeah. you have to laugh a little bit. And there was a little bit of humor that was kind of subtle in the, throughout the film. But yeah. but I think I, – I didn't mind um, – I didn't mind the Samuel Stearns, although I think the idea of Rain Wilson playing him was an interesting one. Yeah, that, wow, look at the. Look but just seeing like seeing him in like the blue shirt and then the blue cardigan, he's Mister Blue. Yeah. Like, well, and, yeah. and for me, like I didn't know where they were going with the whole Mister Blue plot. Now I'd heard that like Betty Ross is is Mister Blue in the comics. Like that's that's one thread that they've done. So I, I didn't know who. who was. To, yeah. I didn't know who to expect in that. Yeah, I role. thought I, I got excited because I thought Mister Blue was going to be uh, Reed Richards. <laughs> Sure that yeah, which would like, have been it, awesome. <laughs> I was like, is it Tony Stark? Is it Nick Fury? It's like it yeah. could be anybody, and then it's that guy. Yeah. So but I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought. I mean, I I I see I see your point there, but I I thought he was just wacky enough. Like the the when they're trying when they're talking about the procedure, and he's trying to say how you know we don't know what to expect, and he does the mime of flipping a coin, and like I don't know. Yeah, it was goofy, but it was at the right time, and I thought it made me laugh, and I don't know, enjoyed it, but um. So I don't know. So to me, this to me, this film felt even more than Iron Man felt like a movie that was placed in the Marvel universe. Yes, yes. You know, like like Iron Man was. You know, you had uh, he had references to Shield and Nick Fury was there and stuff. But this film really felt like it was in the Marvel universe. This is the first time you're really seeing a movie, yep. a movie representation of the comic books. Yeah. You know, this was. I was I was thinking about how to describe this movie versus the Angley movie, and what I think I've come down to is. Angley's Hulk is kind of like Tim Burton's Batman, as to Batman Begins is to Hulk, is to Incredible Hulk, and in that interesting. Batman Begins is more of a comic. It's not like exact like this movie is in terms of comic book references and being in the world, but it's more comic book Batman than than Batman. Be- Batman from Tim Burton was more of a psychological, yeah, uh, you know, very Tim Burtony movie. Whereas Angley's Hulk was a very psychological, very Angley film, whereas this Hulk was very much set. So I think that's the comparison I make in my head. Cool. And I really, I mean, I like the fact that now we're seeing the Marvel Universe up there, and it's really cool. It's yeah. too bad they don't, we don't have access to Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and all that stuff to really put it all together. Well, but. in time they will. I mean, the, the the rights will get untangled, and you know they're fighting to get them. So, um, but so okay, so so what didn't so 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 for Paul the the leader didn't work for me. I thought the the abomination. Um, I I just not that it didn't work. I just thought it was typical kind of Hollywood overdoing it. Um, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like the yeah. design of the abomination. Yeah, like I hate how they always want to make it like like realistic, or like if he would grow, he his ribs would go out of his body, and you know, like I just yeah, it's not that that didn't do it for me. Um, I'm torn on William Hurt as General Ross. I'm really torn, and I know Connor, this is a sticking point for you, but um, because they because they nailed that casting in the first in, in the first movie. Um, but I, I don't know whether he was good or not. Um, I'm I'm still you know I'm not. Paul, sure. how did you feel about the supporting cast? 
Uh, hmm. For me, the str- I think the strongest parts were like the the main characters, like like, uh, and especially whenever the Hulk was on screen. Yep. That stuff was I I loved every moment when the Hulk himself was on screen. Yeah. Other characters, other than you know Edward Norton and, and Liv Tyler's characters, um, not as much. I, I don't know. I think that they spent more time developing those main characters, whereas like you got the like the kids who caught the you know like on the cell phones like yeah. catching the, yeah. the campus battle. Jack like, McGee, another reference to the TV show. Yep. Right, right, and that, that's I mean that's a little it's a little hokier, yeah. you know. And, well, I, and I think Mr. Blue falls into that as well. But, well, I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you about I'll tell you about Liv Tyler. While I I did enjoy her more in the second viewing of the movie, she's no Jennifer Connelly. Um, which is you know, but but I thought she saw. I, 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 she... I liked her much. I like Connelly much better than. Um, yeah, but after seeing after seeing the movie a second time, I liked Tyler better. I liked her better this time around than than the first time. But um, I I do agree with that generally. But I think they had um pretty decent chemistry. I yeah, think. yeah. I, that that's one of the things Although I they were I agree good together. With. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, I I I, I mean, there's I I'm tr- I'm wrestling with myself trying to un- trying to understand why I think it wasn't as good as Iron Man, um, or not. You know, like if I'm giving Iron Man an A, I'm giving you know this a B plus. Um, I think it's because it's 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 that Iron Man is more fun. I yeah. mean, this was fun, yeah. but like mm-hmm. Iron Man was like a party. You know, you wanted yeah. to be around Stark all the time. Stark was funny. He made you laugh. He was he was charismatic. It was also exciting. You know, it was like, for me, it was like the lack. The scene that really encapsulated Iron Man for me totally was the. Uh, flying on the jet, pull back. The strip club is happening on the yep. jet scene. Like that yes. was Tony Stark. That was the movie. It was funny yep. and irreverent, and 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 still, but still true to form. Whereas this didn't have a a scene where you know. Well, well, the question is, what is, what is that scene for the Hulk? I mean, honestly, I, I mean, it was it's probably it was probably the Brazil scene. It was the it was the being chased and then get into a fight and trying to hold back the anger and then having the transformation happen. I mean that. And, and well, no. What I, I mean is, it's like that. It's it's because it's it's more fun for the audience to be at Iron Man than it is at Hulk. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's why I think it's a little better because it was a more you 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 know you've come out of it laughing and having you know having a good time. The Hulk was a really really good movie. It's just um, yeah. different. It's a different movie. It's a different tone. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very interesting. Think about in Iron Man how little action there is actually in this Iron yeah. Man movie, and how and much action this one this one had, and how much yeah. action is in this one, but. You, but the the most entertaining moments in Iron Man almost aren't even the action sequences. Like a lot of people say that that third act, the battle with the Ironmonger, isn't as strong. But the character development moments and like the one you mentioned on the on the jet, like all that stuff that shouldn't be fun, yeah. is really fun because that's a really entertaining character. And I think it's just that Tony Stark is more entertaining to watch than, yep, than Banner, yeah. Bruce Banner, right? Yep. Just by nature. Although I love so, Bruce Banner, he's just yeah. he's a you know it's a different kind of character. It's a good time to talk about the. Um, apparently, they learned their lesson from from Iron Man and moved the post credit scene to the pre credit role because thank God because those credits were uh, an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody in my theater stayed until the end of the credits, just in case. Yeah, exactly. I well, Ron and I when we saw it, we did the second time. I was like, we're out of here. Yeah. nothing, nothing to see here, folks. Yeah. But so the, um, the, the last scene has got a General Ross getting drunk at a bar after his the, the failure of his experiments and everything going wrong, and then the door opens and in walks. It's Tony and and both audiences I was at, um, you know, that was the th- that's people love Tony Stark because both audiences. There was not a cheer during the film as big as when Tony Stark walked in. Yeah, there were there were there were cheers in the theater for Tony Stark when he walked in at the end, but there was also cheer at the end of the third battle, the New York battle. People cheered at the at the um, at the Hulk smash line. So, right. But um, no, but when Tony Stark walks in, it was great. And then of course he just says, you know, hey, we're putting together a team, and then they they go you know go to the credits, and it, they're they're built into something, which is which is both awesome and scary at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, as I was saying uh, after the film is now they have to do it. I mean, yeah. they can't they can't keep promising this team's coming. Yeah, and then not deliver. It's going to have to be tough. And I was thinking also by the time we get to the Avengers movie, God, the above the line cost is going to be ridiculous between Edward Norton and Robert Downey Jr. and whoever plays Captain America. And, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Ant Man is just going to be a really expensive film. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's going to be awesome uh, though. Um, <laughs> Uh, I also think really, I mean, as much as I said before, this is, this is a movie in the Marvel universe. It's, it's really, really a movie in the Ultimate Marvel universe. Oh it's no, really these movies. Yeah, that's I realized that with this one is that these these are the ultimates. The ultimate line of comics are these movies, are the basis for these movies. I mean, if you look at the Hulk, his his origin is based in you know a combination of, of gamma radiation with the super soldier serum, you know, um, and that's different than the bomb and all that kind of stuff. Because actually, the gamma bomb doesn't really work now. I guess you know you could make it work, no. but you know, um, and then it was uh, a, this was a combination. Ultimate Hulk and yep. the TV Hulk. Yep, totally. Yep, exactly. Mm. Iron Man a little less so because I think they I think the Iron Man uh, origin can be altered to fit the time and still be relevant, and that's what they did. I think the Iron Man origin was more similar to the comics origin than the Ultimate Iron Man origin. Um, obviously, yeah, but it's yeah. still it's still kind of like Ultimate Tony, and if you yeah, I mean, if yeah. you ignore if you ignore the Ultimate Iron Man book itself and just read Ultimates, it's yes. really Ultimate yeah. Tony. Yeah. So I wonder if Brian Hitch will start drawing him now, like Robert Downey Jr. Um, <laughs> Oh, he's not drawing it anymore. Yeah, he's on Fantastic there's, Four. There's the Ultimates book anymore. Um, yeah. Wait a minute, isn't there? I thought something that low. And... I know. Um, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> so, 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 thumbs up. I mean, it, it was a good movie. I mean, I, I'm, I've been telling people to go see it. So, so go see it. <laughs> I was, oh, were you surprised to like it as much as you did? I, I, I really did enjoy. It. I mean, watching. I, I would like to see it a second time because the first time going through, I was, you know, I think it's like when you see these movies the first time, you're like, you're anxious more than anything. Yep. Like, yeah. is this gonna suck? Is this gonna be awesome? And, and I, I liked more than I didn't like. You know, so. Uh, oh I no! Absolutely. It was a Hulk smashing success. Yeah. Oh, nice. There was <laughs> there was plot holes. There was stuff I didn't love, but on on balance, I mean, I enjoyed it. I saw it twice and I enjoyed it both times. I had a really good time seeing yeah. it. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I um I don't have a problem saying everyone everyone who I mean this, this I'm talking out of the people on the website and the forum and listeners who who thought maybe I shouldn't see this because there's a surprising high amount I've, I've seen. Yeah. Uh, go see Hulk. If you liked Iron Man, go see go see Hulk. It's it's a direct line from Iron Man to Hulk. It takes place in the same world. It's 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 just the quality is is, is high. Yep. Um, they complement each other really well. I they think. do. And we were would worried you, that we were worried that they came out, it came out so quickly after Iron Man that it would, it would hurt it, but really it helps because it does feel like you're reading the next issue of a book. Yeah, yeah. I think what you don't get in Iron Man, you get in the Hulk, and maybe what you don't get in the Hulk, you already got in Iron Man. So having them there together is really nice. I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, cool, yeah. awesome. So, um, so be sure to head over to ifanboy.com um, where there's a post about the Hulk, and you can share what you thought of the movie and uh, comment on this podcast. And um, people have been talking about it on the forums at revision3.com forward slash ifanboy. So, um, definitely a lot of buzz going into the, going into this movie, and hopefully coming out of it. I'll be curious to see what the uh, box office numbers look like. Um, and then it looks probably like, not as good as, as yeah, not a, yeah. But I'm I wonder if it, I wonder if it will be. If it will, if what the second week looks like as word gets yes. out about it, that's, that's what I what think is, yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then, so the ne- when's the next, the next, next Marvel movie? Next one is the end of this month. Well, not the next Marvel. We're done with Marvel movies this summer. Um, no, I mean, I mean, when's the next, the next yeah. continuation of the story? Is, is is what Captain America? I think. Uh, I guess yeah. Thor. Maybe Thor. Not, oh, Punisher Warzone, maybe. No, 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 no. That's that's not. It's not a licensed Marvel I know, Studios film. I know. Film. Kidding. Um, but the next comic book movie coming up is in a couple of weeks uh, on the twenty seventh of June. I think is uh, Wanted uh, comes out. So uh, we'll be we'll be right back here to tell you what we think of uh, the adaptation of Mark Miller and J G Jones's uh, 
Um, we man. use the word adaptation loosely. Yes. <laughs> man, I watched that trailer again, and it was weird. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk did $21 million on Friday. That's not bad. That's going to be that's gonna be a $60 million weekend. Yeah, that's about what the first one did. Yeah, so, well, well done. <laughs> All right, so until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. And I am Paul. And I need to go find the piano music now. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do.